Hello there, TBC members. We've uh, we've just wrapped up our last episode of 2023. It's called Addiction, and we dive into some stuff that Jay's experienced on this particular topic. And it's also a nice segment where I get a surprise off Jay. Shout out, Jay. Finger up the bum. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, at the start, I, I go, woo! <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a, ni- a nice segment like towards the end as well to kind of like summarise 2023 and how like fucking good it's been. And we fucking can't wait to start all this up again in the new year. And I want to wish everyone um, an, an amazing Christmas and Happy New Year and enjoy our final episode. Stay sexy out there, TBC members. Peace. <laughs> Hello, mate. Episode 11. Episode 11, mate. Here we are. Even we've not done one, just me and you, for quite some time. It might, it feels like anyway. Yeah, I know we've had um, had a guest on for the last two weeks, yeah, back and then to I back, can't mate. remember what our last episode was before. Stereotypes. Oh yeah, stereotypes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Cheers, episode. anyone, mate. Last one of twenty twenty three. Yeah, mate. We're having a little little week off over Christmas, aren't we? And then yeah. we're going to pick it back up in the new year. Yeah, onto bigger and better things. Yeah, so mate. today, today's episode is going to be. A bit like the stereotypes one, where it's like a sort of mini interview, or like probing the other person and see what their reaction is to certain things. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be myself. I'm gonna be like sort of interviewing you about your sort of experiences surrounding addiction. Yeah. So that that's the title of this episode, isn't it? Addiction. Addiction. Yeah. And obviously, I know it can can manifest in several different ways, which you're kind of get gonna get onto. Yeah, but because I've had certain experiences with addiction, I kind of just wanted to do a little, you know, yeah, my well, experience with it, my yeah. struggles, and then you've got some like questions which I've not seen. You've not seen it. No. You, you offered me. I, the I asked you, and you was like, "Nah, let's let's go for it." Like, like off like, script, yeah. Yeah, just just raw, and you know, not give me a chance to really think about it because. I feel like if you do, you can plan it, and then I feel like you get the best know. answers out of the yeah. person if you don't, if you don't, if they don't see the questions. Yeah, mate. Who knows? Mean. Might might bring me to tears, and you know, oh, I'm I doubt here. it. I'm here for you, mate. If that happens, I'll cuddle the shit out of you if you go, if you go down. It'll be but, sad. Um, but yeah, I think if 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 you want to like start off by just telling us uh, your sort of story or experiences surrounding addiction, and uh, Absolutely, yeah, you've got the mate. floor, mate. Yeah. Um, before we do it. I just I need I want to do something else, which is a surprise for you. It's only a little surprise. Oh my god! But with it being Christmas, oh shit! I felt feel like it's relevant. So have I got to open a present live? Yeah, for the Holy viewers. Holy shit! It's relevant. Like oh, it's wrapped per- perfectly, mate. Obviously, mate. OCD. And I all feel that. like I sh- I'll, I'll, I need to unwrap it without making such a mess. Oh, mate, fuck it. Fucking open it with your teeth. <laughs> Get in there. Bite it. <laughs> Bite it like an ass. Oh, man. What is this? The viewers are fucking hooked already, mate. I can't open the con. <laughs> oh, what is this? It's a box for the listeners. Yeah, it's a small brown box. Small brown box. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, that is fucking. Turn it around. Oh mate, that is world so class. Talk the viewers so, here what's inside. TBC members, it is our first ever Trouble Boys Club mug <laughs> with our Who You Drinking 
shit on there. Yeah, mate. Mate, that is world class. Merry Christmas to you. I just wanted to get a little thing, obviously, you know. I feel terrible that I've not got you anything. Mate, I didn't want anything. Like, I'm Have fine. you got one for yourself? Nah. Um, <sighs> Beth said it before, because I showed Beth and she was like, that's sick, like... So you've got one, and I was like, no, I didn't, didn't even know what to get for you. Oh, um, mate, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. No, I know you're probably not going to get any presents on Christmas Day as well. <laughs> That's so true. I'd like to get you something nice, mate. That is absolutely mega. Because it's, it's TBC related. Can I pour my beer into the mug? Uh, it's up to you, mate. Mine, I, 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 I can't wait for the morning to have a drink no, out of it. <laughs> right, let's, let's do this shit. Oh, oh it's going in. <laughs> it's going to be hard now to delve into um, what I want to talk about. It's a bit... It's not deep, but... Oh, mate. <laughs> like you did. Head on that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, mate, you, you go. I'm going to admire this... Uh... Yeah, you go to town on that frothy TBC mug beer. Yeah, I, I didn't do it at the right angle, I don't think. <laughs> oh, mate, don't worry. Yeah, so... All that aside, I wanted to talk about addiction, because that's obviously what the episode's on, and I was going to talk about my experience of it. Now, for me... Like, something I battled with quite a bit in the past. And just for clarity, I'm now nearly 30. And this, obviously, kicked this when I was, like, 25. So, not, I wouldn't say clean. I've not been, like, injecting fucking meth into my eyeballs. <laughs> but not obviously done it in five years. So, for me, my struggles with addiction was with weed, a.k.a. marijuana. Again, you know. Um yeah, so it, it probably started, like, for most people, around about the age of 15. Um, got into different kind of friendship groups and the lads I was chilling with was all, like, you know, into that stuff already. Um, I wouldn't say I felt peer pressured, but, you know, around that age, because he was all doing it, I was kind of, like, more curious. Kind of got into it more casual than anything every now and then. Like, because obviously it was in school, so I didn't like do it in school or anything like that. It was more on a weekend or an evening, and you know, I kept it to myself as well. Like, my parents didn't know or anything like that. And then, yeah, it was very casual, it weren't really an issue then. Like, I could give it or take it really. And then, I'd say it was more when I was about 17, and I got with who is now my ex partner, I got with her. She was, um, very into the weed. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. As in before you got together? Just in general, like, the kind of life and the walk she walked, like, you know, she was from a family that, like, was, like, drug dealers and, you know, so she was... She was so it was very normalised Well, she her. was, like, open to it, whereas I got introduced to it kind of through friends and just did it, like, on the side every now and then, whereas she, she was kind of brought up in that environment. So, yeah, when, when we got together started kind of doing a little bit more more again it weren't really an issue it was kind of like give and take every now and then sometimes might go a month or something without smoking it and then other times might smoke it like every day for a week um and then yeah like we we lived together moved in together quite early on when we was like 18 so having our own place and everything like that we kind of um you know just just did it casual and on our own clock really we never did it like before work or anything like that it was always like work done cook tea clean the house and then like eight ish o'clock we'd you know 
fucking get a baseball bat out and fucking <laughs> spark it up. Like, it was never an issue. It never, like, do you know, like, say, like, with some alcoholics, it interferes with the everyday life where they're, like, you know, sneaking, like, whiskey into work and drinking Into, it. like, coffee mugs or do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was never like that. Um, it was more, like I said, it, it just become more and more of a thing. And then it was more like when I, like, graduated uni and um, started working, like, full-time um, at work. And um, she was already already full time anyway. So th- this is probably more around like twenty twenty one, and like you know we was in a house, we had a house together, and then yeah, it, it just become a daily thing at this point without even like realizing you know like, you transitioned into it. Yeah. Because I, I remember probably having several conversations being like, right, this weed thing's becoming a bit too much now, like, and she'd she'd be like, no, I want to smoke it, like you don't have to smoke it. But then when you're around someone and you're smoking it, you kind of want to get in on it, and then obviously like for me. I think the relationship was kind of going like south as well. What as a re- as a result of this? Um, just in general, and it probably was as a result of that. But there was several other factors too. And then, for, and as well, I like moved away from home because I moved to Huddersfield. Yeah, I was obviously away from family, I was away from you, and probably felt a bit isolated. So for me, it was it was not a coping mechanism, but it was kind of like a numbing like um, feeling and a bit of like an escape from reality so like as sad as it sounds like I, I might have been suffering with depression or something at the time and not even known so like you know was, I'd, I'd, I'd feel quite low and not really excited about anything I'd go to work finish work come home like I said still have that routine of like tidy make sure the house is clean pots are done cook tea everything like that and then yeah just just be like get the weed out again and you know probably only have like three joints like shared between us and then it put you in like a nice high where you'd just be sat there, mellow, watching ready, ready to go bed. Not, not, not worrying about anything. So you weren't worrying about like money issues or um, your family, like your, your parents. Because obviously we know from previous episodes that was always like at the back of my head. With obviously my dad being like a violent kind of guy with my mum and stuff like that. So subconsciously that was probably like numbing them thoughts too. And then like I said, because me and my partner weren't really getting on a lot. And I think the relationship was going quite south. It was also an escape from that too, because I knew if I was high and she was high, we'd just kind of get on because we was both high and there was there weren't any arguments because you're not you're not built up with all this anger and stress because you just fucking it's like you're escaping your body for a minute and that's how it felt for me. So like I said at this point, we've been doing this now from like 21, 22, 23, 24. And then I noticed it being a bit of a problem, and we both had several conversations on, and we were both like, "It needs to stop now," because one, it's going to like ruin our relationship. Two, it's costing a lot of money. Yeah, we weren't spending that much, and it was probably about. Um, I'm trying to figure it out in my head. Probably somewhere from about one fifty to two hundred pound a month. So you're talking about fifty quid a week. That's split between us twenty five pound each. It's not like breaking the bank. Do you know like some people spend like thirty pound a day on weed? Do you know what I mean? Whereas we was quite like I said because we was quite sensible with it. We'd only have like two or three at the night. Some people wake up and smoke all day. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> and, and as well, the difference with us. One thing that used to bug me, I'd only smoke it in the evenings all the time, regardless. Yeah. Whereas on a weekend, she wake up and wake and bake and start yeah she'd get, get spliff and start smoking it and I'd be like so I've got to deal with some fucking monkey stoned person all day do you know what I mean but it was fine because like I said it, it used to chill her out because without it she was a bit you know a bit aggy and yeah. start arguments for no reason and stuff like that so 
yeah, I think I think like like we said, we both wanted to kind of kick it anyway, and like in her defence, she was a lot more determined than I was, and like you know, she was very much like, no, it's done now. We're not like getting any more like blah blah blah, and then I I go to work, have a bit of a shit day. We might have had a bit of a blip on the way home, like an argument or something, and then in my head, I'd just be like. I need it, like... Just to get you through the night sort of thing. Just to kind of numb my feelings. And I was using it as a numbing tool a lot. And she'd be like, no, we're not doing it. And I'd be like, I need it. I'd be like, right, well, fine. But like, you don't do it. I'd be like, but I'll do it. And I'll, I'll stand outside the house and not, you know, put it in front of you so it's not fair on you. Um, and obviously it got, re- got really bad. Got to the point where I reached out to a local, like, not like a AA kind of thing. But Something it, similar. It was like a local drug support giving up system kind of thing. And I was willing to try anything at this point because I, I, deep down I was just thinking, like, I'm, I'm, I can't give it up, I'm, I'm fucking hooked on this fucking shit. So I went and met this dude anyway, it's through the council. And it was the biggest waste of fucking time ever. So I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know you did this. No, I know. Not, not told anyone, mate. Like, just, do you know what I mean? It just is what it was. And like, like when, I, when I met him, I remember fucking walking upstairs and kind of telling him shit that I've just been saying then and it was just dead unhelpful I remember it he had like a bit of an attitude from the moment I got there because I, I would think I was like about two three minutes late and he was like you can't you can't be turning up late to stuff like this and I was like no I apologise mate like there weren't any parking um, so I had to like circle around and find somewhere to park anyway um, yeah it was fucking super useless and I can't even really remember the shit that he told me to do Think he just sent. Think he like just printed out a few shit pieces of paper and was like that you could that you could have got yourself from it was anywhere. Like, well, but we'll be in touch um, in the next few weeks. To check how you're doing and get something else sorted. And it never even fucking rang me again. So I was like, right, sound. <laughs> and then it, it carried on being an issue to the point where we'd we'd be oversleeping because obviously, like I don't know if it's the same for anyone, but when you smoke, I feel like it's harder to then wake up in the morning because you just a bit more paralysed when you sleep. Is that um, like when you go into a proper deep sleep? Yeah, like, and we'd, we'd, we'd be waking up late in the morning and then this is obviously before all COVID and shit, so we was all in the office five days and where I worked. And most people back then, as well, if you was late, you was made to feel like a dickhead about it, like, you know, and it'd set your day off shit and you'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm really sorry I'm late and stuff like that and you'd have to message and make up excuses and stuff, whereas, whereas now, like, I could fucking walk in work and fucking... 10 o'clock if I wanted to know and say shit, do you know what I mean? And I'm only in two days as well, like, as long as I get my work done, that's all that matters. Whereas back then it was like, you have to be clocked in for nine, and then you go home at fucking 5.30. Um, you know, it's it's a lot weirder back then. But anyway, fast forward a little bit more. I'd had enough, um, obviously not just because of the weed, but other stuff that I'm not going to obviously talk about out of respect. Um but the relationship at this point was done. Yeah. I'd like ended it. And for me, when I ended it and took myself out of that toxic situation, I moved in with my older brother and his partner at the time for, I think it was about three months or something. And weirdly enough, as I did that, it was on like new, kind of like New Year's Eve 2019. Not exactly on New Year's Eve, it was like the 30th or something like that. So just before COVID popped off, no literally way. just before, because it was in lockdown, like three months later. So I always think, like, imagine if I didn't do that then, I would have had to go through 
lockdown in that do you know what I mean? It would in that been, environment. It would have been horrible. But yeah, I took myself out of the toxic situation and never took weed again. Didn't even crave it because I moved in with people that didn't smoke it. I think for a, a slight moment, I kind of like swapped it with drink a little bit. Yeah. And I needed to like have a couple of cans of beer or a couple of glasses of wine before bed because I was switching it for that. It, it was again getting to sleep because when I did that and totally switched my life around it was a fucking seven year relationship or whatever <clears throat> I couldn't sleep no I couldn't sleep for ages I was tossing and turning all night I put, I went on sleeping tablets like everything to try and sleep it was mad um, but yeah like give it up went cold turkey and then once I passed like the two week mark that was it that was done I won't no longer even give a shit about it um, so yeah and that's how, like, how I overcome it and at the time as well that's when I went vegetarian too as well as did it both at the same time. Give up weed and stop smoking meat. Uh, stop smoking meat. Smoking meat. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop smoking weed and stop eating meat. Um, both at the same time and never look back. You know, I've never, um, never ate meat since then. I've never smoked weed as well since then. I have had an incident where I got one of them weed pens. Yeah, it's a slightly different kind of thing, and weirdly enough, like didn't agree with me like it was the same high and it was mint and i was buzzing thinking like oh yeah mate like fucking get high on this but the reason i stopped doing that which was very easy i only did that for like a month and then the, the way you give that up every night when i got into bed i couldn't switch my brain off yeah whereas back then i could get in bed and just nod off and i can do that without it like even now but when i was smoking this pen i was getting in bed and like my brain was moving like a thousand miles an hour and all these weird thoughts were popping into my head and I couldn't push it away but it was like it was like that like like do you know like just constantly rapid there. spinning around in my head different thoughts flashing in my head proper horrible thoughts as well and I remember just thinking like this is fucked up I'm, I'm not smoking this again yeah. <laughs> I never smoked it again I like literally threw the pen away the next day um, which is mad but yeah that's that's just my story on addiction like it's obviously people that have worse stories and worse struggles, but you know it was for a moment and like a period in my life, like I struggled with it for like a good five years or something, where like I couldn't stop it. Um, I was in, it was probably in denial for a long time as well, because like I didn't want to give it up because I loved it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah that's like, I've like, not got a problem. That's that's probably like what when I used to say about my dad and stuff with like the alcohol, like he knows it's an issue. Like, it's not good for his liver, his lungs. Like, it's obviously made him have a big fucking beer belly. And, yeah. you know, and if, if he didn't drink that, like, where would he be now? He'd probably be in a way different place. He'd, like, probably still have his kids, his grandkids. He'd be in good nick, good shape. Um, I suppose know. what the difference is, though, like, in in his situation, the addiction, should we call it, won. Whereas in your yeah, situation, course. the addiction lost. Like, I, I, I noticed it was making me spiral and it... Whereas that is, mate, it, I felt like scruffy and I'd, I'd get the munchies so I was just eating shit all the time. Like, you know, I just noticed myself getting a bit more grim and not taking care of myself. And then when I give it up and I went veggie and weren't smoking, I noticed that I started to like blossom a bit more and, you know, without sounding cringe, but get a bit more of a glow and, yeah, you know, yeah. taking care of myself more. And it weren't even as that, like when you don't smoke it and you smell, if you walk into someone else's and they smoke, it stinks. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And it's like... You can clearly tell it's like bare people smoke weed in this gaff and like, 
but because we was in the house all the time, you couldn't smell it. Didn't and I think about people must have come round and it must have lengthened the fucking <laughs> all the time. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to share that story because we're doing the episode on addiction, and you know that's that's kind of something that I had a bit of an issue with. Like I said, I've not now for like five years, and I'd never smoke it again now. Like you know, because you don't want to like open the door. Well, yeah, there's been opportunities where I've someone's had it in front of me and gone like. Jay, do you want some of this? And I've just gone, nah. And they've gone, oh yeah. And I've gone, no, I don't want any. Like, do you know what I mean? One, I think it's fucking grim. Um, and then two, like I've got kids now as well, so I wouldn't yeah. want to do it having kids. And then three, I wouldn't want to do it and possibly put myself back in that position. Of, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, for the sake of I, a fucking couple talks or well, whatever. Because some people can like give and take it. Do you know what I mean? Like same like us for example with alcohol. Like we don't drink every day. And I know we say it all the time on the podcast, like, <laughs> like we're trying to convince ourselves, but we're like, we probably drink like once a week, if that, and when we do, it's like three beers or something. Yeah, it's not, like, not, not going to scratch the surface. But that's it? what I mean, like we can go the rest of our week and not even think about beer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the only thing I'm addicted to is fucking pussy mail. <laughs> 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 no, but like with beer, don't don't give a shit. But, but whereas with weed, that, that had me because I was addicted to the feeling that's what it was. It was the feeling that was addicted to that yeah. numbness and taking away the anxiety. So the, the substance could have been peanut butter. It was just that feeling that you yeah, wanted. like because with beer, I love obviously having a drink, but it's more like if we go out and it's like we're having a good chat and like you know maybe a couple of games of pool and do you know just like having a bit like football on and you know you've not got work next day. Yeah, you, oh, you've the, not got your kids in the morning. You can have a lie in. Like I'll do it then, but day to day it doesn't interest me because no, you know the 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 buzz that you get from it it, it doesn't suit my lifestyle you have like. to do it in the right environment don't you and, and to be fair you living on your own you probably could get waved every night, if every you night could. but then doing it on your own it's a bit sad isn't it like that, but that's when it, it that would that would become an issue for me you exactly. know what I mean? so like like you said when the the whoever offered it you i don't want to open that door and just sit here on my own fucking boozing yeah, fuck you know what I mean? i'm not going to get i'm not going to get any buzz off that if you know what i mean i get a buzz like you said being being out, out with my mates, yeah. getting to pool, watching a bit of footy, like that's the right environment to enjoy a drink. I think in your own house, on your own, is probably the worst time to enjoy a drink. Definitely. Like, like we always say, we've never got like beers in our fridge or anything. No. Do you know what I mean? No, and if there are any left over, like <laughs> tonight, I'll be drinking. <laughs> right, mate. But, yeah, well, so enough I, of my fucking. Yeah, that's really shit. good. Like, good, good, good of you to share that out there, mate. And um, like, that's what it's about. Do you know what I mean? Being open and not hiding anything. I've got nothing to hide on here. Um, there's just a couple of things that I wouldn't talk about out of respect of other people. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean, but if it's about me, fuck it. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. point of this pod, isn't it? To fucking open up, and you know, we've had people open up towards us, and do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, it's, it, yeah, it is, mate. It's really good. So I've I've been doing a bit of recon on like addiction, like itself. Yeah. Just to try and, I I just like doing that kind of shit, you know, like to put yourself in the sort of like mind of a person that might like have it and stuff like that. Yeah, mate. Well, you're a sick researcher anyway. You do all do, the research. Do all the research. Like, you smash it. So I'm just gonna read a little like paragraph that I found out like this week. So it says that addictions categorized as a mental health disorder that causes cognitive, behavioral, and physiological symptoms. But there's also a condition that's sort of in the same, uh, under the same hood as addiction called SUD, which is substance use disorder. 
and this affects a person's brain and behaviour, which leads to their inability to control their use of substances, such as drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Or medications, because you heard... So uh, like people understand, like, painkillers yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 and that, that made a lot of sense to me, because I've just finished uh, Matthew Perry's book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he oh, was, wow. like, a lifelong addict on, like, drugs, alcohol, and he said the biggest one that he had to try and kick was, like, opiates or opioids or something like that. And what that apparently does in... It's like in, big in America and like Yeah, there was like a big opiate epidemic in like the 90s, I think, or something like that. And apparently what it does when you take it, it goes into your... I think your liver does the converting um, of, of, of the sort of... When you take the substance, it goes to your liver. Yeah. Your liver then, um, what's the word, like funnels it out into your system. Right. And it converts it into heroin. Sure. Apparently, I could be wrong, but <laughs> that's what I've like, I was like reading and stuff. So imagine... He, t- he was taking the opiate because he knew it would be like a heroin high without having yeah, to inject. Of course. And he said that was like the biggest, biggest um, problem that he had to overcome, which was the yeah. painkillers, because he'd, he'd make up like stories that he had migraines or stomach pains just to get the opiates. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. And um, apparently, another thing is when a person develops an addiction to a substance, it's because their brain started to change. And this happens because addictive substances trigger an outsized response when they reach the brain. Instead of a simple, pleasurable surge of dopamine, um, many drugs such as opioids, cocaine or nicotine cause dopamine to flood to the reward pathway, which is 10 times more than a natural reward. No way. Meaning that like it, well, what I sort of like took from that is when you have those substances, you get 10 times the reward Um energy in your brain from taking that substance so naturally your brain will want it more because it's been like yo this is absolutely meant we want more that's mad so i'm why while she's telling me i'm just trying to find this um documentary on netflix that's what what you are saying is like bang on because i can't remember the name of it um we watched it recently and it's it's similar to what you were saying about matthew perry with the with the drugs, I can't remember what it was, but there was these drugs circulating around, and and they basically they like lied to people and said it was like oh for the subscriptions. Yeah, and it was like it was in America, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen, I've so seen it. So many people I've got hooked it. on it hard, um, and it turned out I had heroin in it, and that's that, that's it was, what it is. It yeah. is. It, I think it was called like the opioid epidemic or something like that. I think that might have been the, the name of the uh, Netflix thing. To be fair, what's it? Opioid. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got it wrote down here to be fair if you want to copy that. I'm just gonna type it in now and see if it comes up because it was um really good. I think it, I don't think it's actually just called painkiller. Yeah, it pain is. Painkiller, yeah. That one there. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was just called painkiller, but yeah, they developed this drug um to help with pain and it ended up like everyone was getting it hooked on it and like fucking turning up at like fucking pharmacies. pharmacies like booting off and like asking for more and they say no and then they'd like proper like start fighting them and shit because yeah. it was you know massively hooked on it similar to what you were saying then yeah it's a, it's a, it's a real a real thing that can become like very addictive uh, like painkillers and stuff uh, and lastly about like the reward system and stuff um, apparently that's one of the most primitive parts of the brain um, and it's developed as a way to reinforce behaviors that we need to survive so like primitive will be like our brain that when we were like apes and shit you know like yeah. pre-evolution 
that's what it means by the uh, what the reward system is one of the most primitive part of the parts of the brain that's what that means so it reinforces behaviors that we need to survive such as eating so when we eat foods the reward pathways activate a chemical called dopamine yeah which in turn releases a jolt of satisfaction and that encourages you to eat again yeah or it might encourage you to smoke again or you know have the substance again yeah because it think your brain thinks it's it's getting that feeling away. Yeah, it gets getting that feeling and it, it thinks it's helping you survive because it's getting that increase of dopamine, but when in fact the primitive brain won't understand that this substance is doing harm. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that's going back to the feeling again, isn't it? Like the brain's probably wanting that fucking feeling and stuff and Yeah, you sort of you know. your, your brain sort of like can't from from what I understand there, it sort of can't distinguish the uh, good reward and bad reward it's just yeah. simply the reward in the middle good or bad your brain will want it more because it's like i like i like that i want yeah. it i want it again <laughs> but yeah so do you want me to unload some uh some questions for yeah, you mate. I, th- I think the more questions than i got because i got like statements didn't i yeah yours was more so, like but fingers yeah are these more like open yeah, I think I hope so. I hope they can take us down some rabbit holes. To be fair, mate. Yeah, mate. So, like you mentioned in like the intro and your and your little segment there, like while you should with your ex partner, um, you relied heavily on on the gange, <laughs> and I wanted to ask, like, did you actually like the way it made you feel, or were you more concerned about the weed removing how you were feeling in real life? Um, I suppose what I'm asking by that is, do you did, probably did, did, both? both yeah i think because obviously i know i mentioned about like it, i used it as like a <clears throat> escaping mechanism like escaping from reality and i've mentioned in other stuff um using the metaphor of a plaster because that's all it ever was like you was putting that plaster on and then obviously when you wake up the next day it's kind of like dissolved and you're no longer like numbing yourself because you crack on with the day but <clears throat> i definitely used it as that but also as well i, d- I did like the feeling yeah because it just felt like it just felt like <clears throat> i'm trying to think of like a way to describe it but like you was just kind of on a cloud and like you weren't in real life yeah and and again that that eludes back to like escaping from reality so the feeling and it, it massively reduced like anxiety and um having to like think about stressful things because when you when you are high you just you're just kind of chilling like you just zone out and you just don't really give a shit um but and actually one thing that i used to listen to quite a lot and i was, I was actually going to get it i was actually going to play it on my phone but i'm not i'm not going to be prepared so it'd be really messy for me to do so but frank ocean has an album called blonde yeah um, is that one with nike's on and that yeah yeah it's a sick album it's probably like in the top three albums of all time but i've listened to it so much that like i've just yeah i've just killed the album basically but it's it's definitely up there in terms of like creativity and um overall vibe and every single tunes are smash and stuff but there's like an uh, i think it's called an interlude where someone like talks and it's his mum and it's like mid album and he's got a recording of her talking about weed and saying not to do it because and i quote I could be wrong, but she says it makes you sluggish, lazy, and unconcerned. Yeah. 
and every time I listened to it, it gave me goosebumps because I was just like, it's so fucking true. And is that exactly again, how it made you feel? Yeah, and again, I was aware it was making me feel like that. And that, this is at the point when I was wanting to stop. But then at the same time, I was like, but I'm just so in love with that feeling of escaping reality. And, and being unconcerned. Not having any anxiety or stress or problems or arguing with my partner at the time. Like, And for me, yeah, it was just like, just an escape. But I also knew it did make you sluggish and lazy. And, and that's why I didn't do it during the day. Because if I had any weed, like, I couldn't have done my day. I couldn't have you done any work. work. Yeah. I wouldn't want to clean, cook. Probably just want to make, like, a fucking burger or something and munch it. And then just eat chocolate and Doritos and shit. And drink cans of Coke. Just be a pig for the day, sort and of just, thing. Just watch shit on telly. Fucking Harold, you know Harold I mean? and Kumar and that. Every night. On <laughs> loop. <laughs> but, yeah, so... I got that answers that question. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, and did you become aware of any like differences in your personality, like during yeah. and like when you were trying to stop, like and if and like what 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 were those? <laughs> I'd say it, I was already a bit like introverted, um, in general, but I feel like that made me a bit more in in my shell because it it definitely makes you paranoid as well, um, and I think that didn't help. And at the time as well, I, I used to have another mate who also used to smoke weed. And at, at my workplace, it was just me and him that smoked weed and we both used to talk about it quite a lot. And But he smoked well more than me. Like I said, like I'd have like one and a half joints a night because we used to have three between us. But he'd smoke like, he'd finish work, get in his car, spark up a joint and drive home and smoke a joint while he's driving home. Wow. And then he'd like smoke pretty much all night. Um... But yeah, I'd definitely say it made me a bit more, a bit more introverted. Probably a bit paranoid in terms of like, I was I'm not, wouldn't ever say paranoid, but I think it does make you overthink stuff a bit more. And I don't know, um, really. But yeah, I, de- I definitely noticed a change over time. And as well, I'd also kind of like find myself wanting to cut plans early. Because I wanted to go home and smoke. So, do you know, like, oh, saying me right, and my partner yeah. was like, went out for the day and we went to like Scarborough or something and we was having a nice day. Like, now not doing that, if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't be in a rush to go home with my now partner because we'd just enjoy the day together. But the only reason why we'd want to go home is because we'd probably be knackered because we have kids and what an early night. But other than that, like, I want to like enjoy the night and stuff but we, we it hit like four o'clock or something with us and we'd be like should we get home and fucking you know just get fucking high <laughs> so I'd, I'd say yeah it started to just become a bit of a problem in terms of like probably like encouraging antisocial behavior really. i was gonna say that sounds like it affected you socially because yeah. you'd be like right well I'll, I'll come but i'm not coming past fucking seven or eight yeah like, i've got to get home but but for example like at your wedding which was abroad yeah it weren't an issue then because I was still in that moment then of being addicted to it. Yeah. But because I was out with that environment and I was obviously with you and in another country and stuff, I didn't think about it. Do you know what I mean? It, it weren't a thing. So it was only when you went back into the environment. It sort of Pretty like, much. Because if like I stayed out, if I went back to my parents and stayed there for the night, I wouldn't smoke. No. And if I stayed at my brother, I wouldn't smoke. Like, it weren't a thing. It was more just when I got back into that bubble. Yeah. It... it do you know what I mean and again that's probably because I associated it with my partner at the time and yeah 
that could be like a brain thing as well. Like your brain's like, oh, I'm out, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, out, I'm abroad, I don't need it now. But then yeah, yeah. your brain will be like, oh, I'm in this same house where we normally do this thing, and then it'll tell you like, are we fucking getting on with this or what? Yeah. You know what I mean, like your brain's fucking well, powerful like, in it. And sometimes, mate, like we'd go like two days about it and be like buzzing, and then it'd get to like the weekend and we'd be like, sure. Sure, we'll just do it, like you know, yeah, it's a treat. Yeah. And it, like you just. You chat shit to yourself, don't you? Exactly. You're just convincing yourself that it's okay, even though you know it's not. But like I said, I always used it as like a coping mechanism for like anxiety and um, yeah, just escaping reality because I was probably in a bit of a down, depressed, low place at the time without even really... I probably did realise, but I probably just pushed it to the back of my head and suppressed it all that, all them years. Yeah. So that's like the leads onto that one I So like when... When did you decide, or not decide, but what what was like the sort of like turning point where it was like this really is fucking my life up at the minute? Like, it, it it was the constant because we um, at the time we both worked near each other. I worked in like near we both worked in Bradford, but I worked on the outskirts of Bradford, so like um, fifteen minute drive from Bradford Centre in a little like village called Saltair. Oh, that's, that's in that brewery, wasn't it? That Saltair brewery. Saltair brewery, yeah, I worked right near there. Gorgeous. Um, and Salt Brewery as well. I worked right near both of them. But uh, my partner at the time worked at um, in Bradford City Centre and she didn't drive, so obviously she used to come in with me in the car. And because we'd wake up late, because of the, the ganja over, <laughs> we'd then be rushing like fucking maniacs in the morning. Ganjoba. And then we'd get in the car... And then it was like an hour drive as well, um, to like where, where where our work was. And within that hour drive, it was never chill. It was always like it was always something would always start. Do you know what I mean? And an argument would always pop off, and I'd be like, in my head, I'd just be thinking like, is it really worth it? Like, yeah, it's amazing at the night having that feeling. Yeah. But then in the morning, because. <clears throat> You semi do feel a bit hungover, like you still feel like a bit hazy still, but you're not high. Do you know what I mean? Is that like where, where you like you feel like you've not you've not fully woke up yet? Well, well, but you have a, that. Yeah, that's the sluggish that I was saying about like. So then in the morning you're feeling sluggish and you know you need to like come round a bit and obviously we're waking up late and like rushing getting our clothes and jumping in the car and then it was fucking bombing it down the motorway, still feeling a bit minging. Yeah. Um, and then she was probably chatting shit and being negative about something and moaning about <laughs> something so then I'd just be like can you just like shut the fuck up moaning like for five minutes <clears throat> and then she'd be like bruh, 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 and then an argument would pop off out of that and then it, it stemmed from there really because we were probably arguing constantly and I always felt like it was because of the weed because we was feeling like sluggish and ratty I, uh, that's what we always used to say we was always ratty, ratty because of it but only with each other like I'd go to work and I wouldn't really be like it with anyone else. I could be a bit short and that, you know, the guy at work that was a bit of a moaning prick. And I just, no, that that can happen I mean? to anybody, like can it? Um, but, but yeah, that that's when it when I probably noticed it and I was like, this is a problem now. So when you get get in the car, you see it's like popping off, spot and then you'll both get home at the same time, and then you'll have 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 some weed, and then yeah, there'll be no yeah. arguments. They'll you'll both will be chilling, and then it's just like a rinse and repeat the cycle, isn't that's it? That's what it was. It was like a daily occurrence. Um, but then it, it become hard when I was obviously trying to give up because we were still obviously arguing, but we didn't have that. And that, that made you want it more, I bet, didn't it? Yeah, and, you know, there was points when I'd be like, I need it, and I'd be, I'd be like itching, like, literally like itching my arm, like, fuck it, I need it, like, I'm going to like, do you know what I mean, go insane and scream, if not, like, and that's how much of a hold it had on me. It was horrible. 
Like, I suppose the, the environment didn't help with your ex-partner being it quite like volatile and stuff. Yeah, that'd, of course. That'd naturally make anybody want to just escape. Like how many times? It, 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 it was very similar to like I said about my dad and how I grew up with my dad with yeah. the, you know, that that kind of, um, you know, all that shit. And I, I probably felt like I was back in that scenario quite a lot. And you know, that's why I wanted the weed to like. Do you think that contributed to your sort of I don't I know and that in brackets addictive like personality just observing how your parents um, surrounded their environment around alcohol? Do you think that contributed to your sort um, of like let's just call it addictive personality because I don't I don't I don't know because I was always very aware of the drink situation and I knew obviously like most of my family are like alcoholics and shit so I was always very wary about the drink but then I think with the weed I think it was just a escape but they'd probably say the same thing about the drink to be fair like the drink's like an escape for them from like everyday life but then there's other things that you can do but their little escape from everyday life has ruined their lives no of course you know what I mean yeah. whereas you sort of uh, sort of got it at the correct time to be like no, I need to. I need to. Yeah. I need to stop. Stop doing this because it's it gets to a point where you know, like if you sort of like a, at a balancing scale where the the bad was outweighing the, the the good, if you know what I mean. Like the negative was outweighing the positive. The longer you were in this like hamster wheel with your ex-partner, yeah, no, of course, very aware as well. We both was, and like I said, there was times when she was like on it, mate, and really wanted to give up. But I I, I struggled because I just I just wanted to fucking high all the time like do you know what I mean a dad and, and part of me like knew I didn't want to be in a relationship and I was probably like battling with that at the same time and thinking like I've come so long like we've been together for ages like you know and I was just pushing through and pushing through and thinking it would get better um, and then it was under the illusion that if we give up the weed would work but it never did because we were totally different people and had total different values in life do you know what I mean I was yeah. very like just happy going along with life and having an easy life whereas she obviously got caught up on very small things and made them massive issues so yeah yeah what would you would you like categorize that phase of your life as one of your unhappiest yeah yeah always mate like do you not look back on it with it, like it, much <clears throat> fondness no just in the start really but um it's funny because obviously a lot of them memories are revolved around Huddersfield, which is our happy, happy place. place. Um, but luckily it weren't dominated by that because there was a lot of other good moments in Huddersfield, such as like you and um, uni and obviously my older brother lived in Huddersfield. So, yeah. you know, I had a lot of happy memories outside of that toxic situation. And then, yeah, like, so, so for instance, Halifax, because I lived in Halifax, didn't I, for like yeah. two years. That's a very dark place. Really? Like, when I ever go back there now with my kids and my partner to go to, like, say, Eureka or something like that, I feel a bit, I feel it when I go a there. Bit, a bit ick, a bit like, yeah. cloud over me. And um, it was a dark time, that. In my life, that was probably the darkest time. When you went to Halifax? Yeah, because I didn't drive as well then. And that was quite dark because it was buses everywhere and it was away from everyone. It was just me and her. And I remember like just fucking walking everywhere all the time, shopping, loads of fucking bags, walking everywhere. And 
it, it, for some reason I just have a memory as well of Halifax it was always rainy and dark and miserable and gloomy <laughs> um, even though it probably weren't but that's my memory of it yeah and um, yeah the weed shit you get that very like isolating again just being up there yeah, just you two that's no, what it is. no it, car it's the isolate, isolating um, and the constant arguing and you know just yeah just a fucking dark time mate yeah uh, I've only got one more question for you. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good one. <laughs> um, do you think people who are close to you, like such as myself, should have or could have intervened with your situation sooner? Yeah, definitely. He was a shit mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, no, not at all, really, because we all live our own lives, and I masked it really, really well. Yeah. Because on the inside in you know i don't i don't really think anyone really knew to be honest that i was that much of a fucking pothead like yeah i, I was i was aware obviously it. but i was yeah. i was i was just convinced that like nah jay, jay, jay's he's too he's not fucking dumb enough to let it take over his yeah, life like, like i had i had sort of um well maybe i convinced myself of, think, of, of that i think as well because at that time as well, it's probably around the time just 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 before you had your first child. Yeah. So obviously, like you was busy, and you know, I think you was like looking at getting married and starting a family, and I was obviously in my area of like just finishing uni and fucking just in a dark place and stuff. But I've, I've, yeah, I think I don't think anyone could have done anything for me. No, I don't. I think it was. Um, very much on me and it was it was my way it was it was up to i feel like it was up to me to figure out what i wanted to do and at the time i very much wanted to stay in the relationship because i was in love with that person but the bad started to outweigh the good yeah a lot and a lot and a lot and the problems started getting bigger and you know the the constant like paranoia over stuff and the constant arguing and it just started to get really toxic and dark and then that's obviously which led me to the point when I ended it like you know I just said like I'm done um, and it was it was like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life I, I remember like I had a proper breakdown after it and was like I felt so horrible for doing it and evil and stuff but I had to put myself first in that situation because I hadn't done for seven years no. I always put myself second no I remember us meeting up a few times we, I remember when we met it was at the Farrers it was in Greenfield well yeah, yeah. pretty much Green Grasscroft or whatever but yeah. which funnily enough was a middle point for us both Yeah, and that's where we both to... ended up moving to yeah, exactly, which is yeah. crazy like you know so but I remember that was like a, a that, that a was the day tough. I met you and it was around about the 28th of December or the 29th because I remember we met we watched United didn't we it was United and Burnley Burnley away yeah. United 1-2-0 Rashford, Rashford scored yeah. and then Mate. Dan James got the second he did yeah fucking roll me me yeah. and I remember we met and we both drove as well and then I think we, we probably had like two or three pints or whatever and we met and I, I sat you down and I said like and she was at home as well yeah. at the other house getting stoned and I remember I said to her like I'm going meeting Ryan and um, holding crunch talks with him, and you know, because I'd already said at this point, like, We're done. I, I think, I think, you know, it's it's done. But I weren't like, 
you know, and um, I, need, I just needed to like collect my thoughts and then it was like about two days after that I sat down and was like, done, you know, and um, it weren't nice, it was a very dark time, but that meeting you, f for example, like how many years ago would that have been, um, like four years ago, whatever, when I met you and had that conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, 2019, yeah, quite nice. <laughs> it, it, it helped massively. <clears throat> That's and obviously I told you everything and you was fully, you know, un understood where I was coming from. You was very helpful and, you know, I went home feeling good about it for the first time and then obviously I ended it a couple of days later and then I went and spent New Year's Eve at my older brother's and I remember opening up to my older brother and his partner and just telling them everything about the weed, about the arguments, about silly things that obviously my ex had done to me and it was the first time saying a lot of stuff out loud and as I was saying it I was fucking in my head I was being like you're crazy for putting up with this for that long and, yeah you know like staying in this fucking toxic environment with the weed and thinking everything was going to get better and that those two was looking at me and they, they was like that is mad <laughs> you went through all that and did all that and you know and that was like probably the best one of the best days of my life because it was like it was that it was that shift in life and it felt like a new chapter and then obviously the next new chapter was obviously when i fucked my dad off out of my life because he, yeah. he caused me nothing but like stress anxiety uh, could never be myself around him for fucking 25 20 however 28 years that i knew him for like i could never be myself around him so like i've said in several other episodes like i'd have to force conversation with him and you know, and um, for me, yeah, it's just removing them toxic ass people from your life. And yeah. um, ever since I've been miles better and, you know, this is obviously thriving. Um, we, we we see each other and speak daily. Yeah, um, I'm like really happy with obviously all my family life. Like everyone has struggles every now and then though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, blips, but the, the blips I have now are like minuscule compared to what I've been through in the past. And, you know, I am very lucky to have what I have and, um, you know, and sometimes like you, you take it for granted, you do. But on reflection, like just talking about them dark times and thinking what I've got now, it's like unreal. Yeah, like night, I mean? night and day, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why you know I'm 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 just yeah blessed to like have what I have, even like having you, uh, my family, and then obviously like I've got my sister and my brothers. You know just just in a good place and obviously not everyone's fortunate enough to have that so yeah exactly. know, yeah they're, they're that's, not me that's right. why we do what we do and if um little disclaimer if um if anyone out there who listens to this is you know having similar issues with like toxic environments or addiction like you know our instagram's always open your always message, yeah even if you know you want to jump on a fucking zoom of us unrecorded obviously yeah don't, don't have to record it fuck it just um, chat to us tell us you, your problems or you know like fucking I've just told you how I kind of overcome mine I, I removed myself from the toxic environment and that worked for me might not work for everyone else but like I said if I didn't do that I couldn't have ever imagined myself giving up the weed and probably would have stayed in that toxic environment and who knows where we'd be today yeah your life might be in a totally different capacity it's mad Making you know that I mean? one decision, albeit a hard one, is the better one, isn't it? Sometimes. 100%. And it might not always be. Do you know what I mean? It might not always be because I've made decisions in the past which 
led to be wrong. Like my now partner, who I'm engaged with and got obviously children with, um, we was together back fucking 12 years ago when we was like <laughs> yeah. 17 yeah, yeah. and you know at, at the time I, I, I split up with her and you know fucking went on to other shit and then realised you know that she, she was the one for me and I, I went and got her back um, I had to grovel like a motherfucker and it's been worth yeah, it, though, it but you know if it didn't like and it, it, it takes you to obviously realise and that's a bit of like maturity as well I think you know at the time similar to what Ewan was saying on ease um, when we had him on as a guest like go through that stage of just being a fucking lad and thinking you're a lad even though you're not and you know I think me and you are both like been crippled with like social anxiety and stuff and we've masked it from being a lad similar to what you were saying and yeah definitely you know that probably what led me to like call it off the first time around with Beth because she, she had her head screwed on she was um, quiet and mature and just a lovely girl and at the time I was just a bit more of a fucking bellend and wanted to, you know, be be a lad. No, um, but had you got together when you were sixteen, you know, the likelihood of you still being together now yeah, is pretty, pretty slim, isn't it? No, so. of course. And we both needed to go on them journeys to get to where we are today and become the people we are today. Do yeah, you know what I mean? of course, mate. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, that's today's episode. That is addiction, addiction mate. and it's a it's a bit shorter as well, um, which is good. We have still got more. Like, don't you worry. I thought, I thought that was the last one. It, it is, but we've got more. Oh right. More, to, more, more stuff to chat about. You can't help yourself. You have to get over the hour mark. We we got him, man, and and as well, it's the last one of the year. <laughs> right. So I just wanted to quickly ask you, like. <laughs> As far as like, what are you drinking? Oh yeah, so today. I <laughs> no, I'm gonna ask you that at the end. <laughs> oh mate, you fucking hanging. Go on, mate. I'm only asking. So what is Washer like? For, as far as like twenty twenty three goals, like what's been good? What this year? Yeah, what's been good? Um, there's been been loads of good. Obviously, um, mo- most of the goods are the, obviously the children. Yeah. Because they just amaze you daily and. You know, as 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 a testing as they can be, there's also them little nuggets where they just make you smile, and you know, so that they're, they're always a fucking highlight. They're number one. Um, another highlight, obviously, family. Um, is it actually? Oh no, it's not this year. I was gonna say, fucking, fucking my dad. I found my life, but that was last year. It was, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, and then a massive one for me, mate. Without sounding cliche and shit, is this? Yeah. The, the pod, mate. The pod of fucking doom. Um, definitely probably the highlight of my year mate because we, we started spitballing this idea in July on yeah. WhatsApp I can't remember it was probably around the time you was separating from yeah. your ex-partner and yeah, was kind was. of just fucking spitballing shit and was like you know what like every time we get together we'll like vent about shit and you know X, Y and Z well, why don't we just fucking do a pod because I know we've mentioned it before but we're just going to do the pod at the start of lockdown, we was going to call it the hoppy hour, and we was just going to talk about all things yeah. laddish. Yeah, yeah. Talk about beer. But that well, that wouldn't be vagina. That, that wouldn't be like helpful, would it? Whereas I think, I think, I think me and you were, we're, were very exactly like hell we've gone on these journeys. Yeah. As I hate the word journeys, it makes me want to throw up. But I know. Like we've gone through that shit, and we've come out the other end. Like you said, we easily could have just still been. I could have been in that bubble of toxicity and fucking getting stoned off my tits every night. But I've removed myself <laughs> from that and I'm now doing something positive and you know, I know I know obviously each episode roughly 
just over a hundred listens or whatever. Like it's not it's not groundbreaking, but obviously like we've we've been here three months and you know we've got about three hundred followers on Instagram and we've got like between Apple and Spotify, we've got like about over two thousand listens. Like yeah, which, mate, it's, you know, it's been amazing. Three months, we we don't push any money into this either. Like you know, it's all organic. Um, everyone that reaches out to us is through organic social activities, and we've had four guests on. Four which guests, is yeah. Fucking unreal. Two absolute fucking I can, legends. Can, can I have a picture that when we first started, like that we do it within the first ten episodes? Yeah, like we, four we guests said, on. mate, our goal would be to get like one person, one person just message us and tell yeah. us like we've helped. But you know, we've had, like I said, we've had two amazing um, lads from Andy's Man Club come on, tell their stories. We've learned from them. But obviously Ewan come on, who was unreal, taught us loads yeah, of shit. And he's just fucking sexy as fuck. And then obviously we had Darren come on, which is Darren, just an absolute geezer, mate. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And he, he was just a legend of himself, someone he could talk to for fucking hours. Like, just a proper nice guy. And you know that having them come on as well, because obviously I love our little episodes and shit. But I love getting guests on. Me too. Because I love it, meeting new people and yeah. hearing about them, and you know hopefully it helps them too in some weird way just getting it out there like it might not do but even if it doesn't it might help other people listening to them and you know one thing that I love I notice when I go on sometimes say like if I go on Luton Rucker's Instagram or you know Rob Smith's or Ewan's or Darren's some of them follow each other now and I don't know whether that's through this or I'd like to think so but creating them little fucking spider webs, webs and shit yeah. like that gives me a fucking hard on me <laughs> do you know what I mean like I buzz that what we're doing is possibly making subtle connections in life and you know just just, just it's just mad that if we weren't doing this people wouldn't be hearing it and we'd just be keeping it trapped inside or we'd be going pub and just fucking moaning like 90% of other blokes do Yeah. at least we're putting our not negativity but we're like channeling it and then well we've used it as know. fuel haven't we we've, we've, we've used what, what's yeah. happened to us to do good rather than use it as an excuse to be fucking innate human exactly. beings I know, every bit of feedback's positive we've had one negative Nelly but yeah well that was always that was always <laughs> going to happen wasn't it you know what I mean that's just a hate but if, anyway if, if, if fucking 99.9% of people have said it's fucking really good what you're doing lads the majority have to be correct don't they 100% mate yeah, but I, I was going to like just add to what what you just said there, mate. Like, when we first started this, I was obviously separated from my wife and stuff like that, and that was fucking really tough time for me, to be honest. Um, and having the opportunity to do this with fucking one of my best mates, like, it gave me a lot more purpose. Like, yeah, I've got a job. Yeah, are you going to sing Bieber to me? That's popped straight into my head, the you Bieber song. Yeah, and it... <laughs> I was going to get my phone out of that play. Sorry, that was a very... Inconsiderate. Goal. No, don't be daft. And yeah, like I, I work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad and stuff like that. But like, dilf. Absolute dilf, mate. But th- this has given me so much more stuff to like put my mind to, and yeah. I know that it's gonna be a, a there's gonna be a positive outcome from it. Like us doing this is 100%. never is never gonna be a, a negative to us or anybody else. Nah. Do you know what I mean? We're just. It's literally been three months since we started it. Do you know what I mean? It's only going to get better. Um, like, you know, like I said, we've, we've had we've had ideas and it's just about getting the time to execute them. But we we we're learning every single time. Like, I was even talking today about getting mics because we don't even have mics. We just do it on the laptop. Yeah, so. I've hit up I've hit up yeah. the We Are Future Free Boys to give us oh, a, yeah. give us some, uh, some tips some tips. Their yeah, setups on fleet. Their setups mega. 
So like, you know, even little things like that is going to improve it and then hopefully get more guests on. The goal, the goal <clears throat> I think we need to have a, a bit of a strategy day again because we've not had one in a while. Or brainstorm. And kind of jot down our goals. Well, we, we rolled, Matt, didn't we? Episodes 1 to 10 and then that's been yeah. a very good success. So yeah, I think yeah. we need to do like 11, which is this one, but, to, to 20. Yeah. But you know, even, even just like our goals, like, I'd like to get someone semi-famous on it. But how? We're fucking no marks, mate. Yeah, but the more followers we get and the more noise we make, it doesn't even have to be someone famous. It could be someone from fucking Coronation Street. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, someone, famous. Someone semi-famous, like, get them on and them tell their story and, you know, that could give us a bit more exposure. So that's one thing I'd like to do. It'd have to be this year. could be, like, in two years or yeah, three yeah. years. Um, so there's that. And then there was something else I wanted to do as well. Oh, yeah, we've been mentioning about, at some point maybe like doing video i don't even know whether you know it depends because obviously like you mentioned future free boys before yeah they do video and theirs looks mint does they do does, it mate. They do it bang on but um i, I want to get us obviously on youtube at some point it doesn't have to be the video it could just be the audio with like the the little graphic that we do for the episode yeah um, but then, that'd be a start wouldn't it and then eventually get on tiktok and all that shit but yeah mate just just constantly fucking bettering ourselves and other people and bringing other people to us, educating us and just, yeah, want to be them guys, mate. Because I think what we do is, is pretty niche for a podcast about mental health and giving people a platform to... that. That's what I was alluding to before as well, like about getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It gives a bigger platform for people, you know, and more people hear it and more people come on. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to get a girl on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be you good. Know, and then that's what else I was thinking as well. I want to get uh, not a sponsor, but we've mentioned it a few times. Where we do the who you drinking shit, it'd be cool to get like a, you know, like a beer hawk or a brew dog or what's the um, what's them beers called where you order the crate and they send you a random beer every month. I think that is beer hawk. No, I don't beer fifty two. Beer fifty two. Yeah. Even get them like smash us a crate over and we'll shout all your shit out like. Do you know what I mean? And that, that could be the monthly thing and then that's our who you're drinking sort. We no longer have to go to Tesco and get shit beers. I know. Oh, that'd right. be fucking incredible. And it arrives on our doorstep. Do you know what I mean? I'm a can plug them as well and shout out discount codes. I'm going to get onto them. I am. DM the shit out of them. Um, so yeah, there's all that coming. I know obviously we've, we've, we've got our fingers in all kinds of pies. We had we had conversations with Boys Get Sub 2. Yeah, they're the constant, aren't they? They're mega. We had conversations with them about collabing with them. So that'd be something to do in the future and then obviously I know we spoke about spoken to another clothing brand which was like sustainable mental health and stuff which was got Otis yeah. and they wanted to do a collab t-shirt with us so you know we've got got the ideas we're just not fucking octopuses mate like we have got <laughs> fucking know. eight arms and both and working full time as well and being like dads and shit like full time dills full time fucking computer wankers like, yeah. do you know what I mean and, and then we do this as well you do all the planning for it and you smash it as well you always have fucking absolute essays and then I obviously just smash out the, the social and the I do the fucking the snipping of the episode <laughs> yeah it's a well oiled machine mate isn't it? no it, it is. is it we complement each other really well but yeah have you got any more questions I'll be wrapping it up mate we'll, we'll wrap it up mate like a fucking dildo how? I mean how I mean <laughs> wait what <laughs> I've been watching Bruno today so I've got dildos <laughs> on the brain <laughs> oh mate well <clears throat> It's been a pleasure signing off for 2023. It's been mega, mate. I can't wait for fucking next year, bro. Yeah, mate. So, 
Ja, TVCO. TVCO. Peace. Peace.